pinch up the dinosaur, Daddy. Oh, my God, that tastes so good. Hello and welcome to Bitecast, the podcast serving up the freshest and tastiest of food-related banter. Please take a seat, grab a drink, as you are in for a treat. I'm your head chef for this evening, and I can be found often raiding pantries or on the socials at Brendan8Bit, and my sous chef on this episode. He's an author, video game writer, podcaster, and is frequently found at the Hot Chicken Project. Find him on Ooh. them socials at Jono himself. Australia's Jono Peck, welcome to the kitchen, my friend. How are you? Oh, it's good to be here. This is a long time coming. It's been a lot of uh, uh, mouth-watering as we anticipate this podcast for probably a, at least a year, if not longer, but it's happening and I'm pretty stoked. To I, I think, um, I think, yeah, this is probably the, the longest amount of time for me to ever execute an idea in my head in my entire life. Like usually, <laughs> for better or worse, they, they come out as quick as possible, sometimes half-baked, sometimes fully cooked. But uh, yeah, this one, we sort of had it on the slow burn. We had it on the, the low and slow for 12 months and we thought, what better way to kick off 2022 than, uh, yeah, getting Bitecast in your ear holes. So obviously, this is just a food-centric related podcast with a bit of that tasty 8-bit related banter that you're all uh, familiar with as well. But uh, JP, we don't need to do any introduction or anything like that. I think maybe we might just jump straight on into topic one because, uh, you know, this podcast is free if it's not delivered to the listener in 30 minutes or less. So topic one, my friend, what food-related item or dish would you compare yourself to and why? Mm. This is going to be a lot of just me talking unless you've got something to offer as well, Brendan. That's um... fine. That's fine. I'm (laughs) I'm enjoying going to sitting back and sort of hearing these food-related factoids and journeys we're going to go on. Sure. So the food that I would compare myself to, if forced to, which I consider this to be that situation, <laughs> uh, would be the chicken palmy or the chicken palmer, depending on where you come from. And uh, the reasons why, it's a solid meal. I think it's reliable. It's consistent. You can go into any Victorian pub, basically, and know that you know you look through the menu and at least the way that it works for me and a lot of people that I dine with, you can... You can pontificate about what you might like to eat but seven or eight times out of ten you're just going to go you know what i'll just get the palmy thanks and because it's always it's always going to deliver it's all it's all faithful it doesn't let you down it's pretty rare that you get a bad palmy that's true it's 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 really difficult to to bugger up crumb chicken with some cheese and sauce on top and um Mm. i i appreciate that you call it a palmy i'm i'm on the palmy side i'm not one of those palmer deviants that are running (laughs) rampant in the streets uh, and and I, I think that's that's a very valid justification as far as you and a food-related item. So I, I think you've knocked mm. it out of the park there. I can't Thank really uh, dispute anything you said there. It's also like a bit cheesy, and I can be a bit cheesy. And that's I don't true. mind don't mind hamming it up. So there's you know it works on a few different levels. It's also like I feel like the palmy has all the fundamentals of what people love, and I hope that I do too. You know, it's got the chicken, it's crumbed, it's got a bit of ham for you. You know, you got your pig and your chicken together. You got the cheese, Italian sauce. Like it's, it's the best of all of all worlds, just about. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's it's a staple that uh, yeah will barely let you down, as you said. Like uh, you know, it's well priced. It's it's not too heavy on the wallet. Yeah. I know you're a very conscientious spender sometimes, <laughs> so uh, you know it leans into that that side as well. And as far as the accompaniments to this palmy 
that JP embodies? Would it be just the standard chips and salad? Is is that what you see uh, sitting beside yourself on this plate? Yeah, I think the chips and veg would be okay. the way to go. Um, you know, wholesome with the veg if you can if you save room for them. The chips, I don't know what I don't really have any analogy for the chips, but you got to get the chips. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <they're> just great. <laughs> That's the, the analogy. In the States, they serve a palmy on like spaghetti. Yeah, and that's they just do. A, that's they sinful do. to that's, me. Like, it's, it's good though. Like, I've had one like that at uh, the Cheesecake Factory over in the States a couple of times and mm. and it works well. The old fried, the crumb fried chicken with spaghetti. It's just, it's it's a good mix. I recommend trying it anyone okay. that's seen it out there in the wild. I'll take my chips over the spaghetti, but um, for a novelty, maybe, sure. That's true. That's true. Okay, so um, we, we've nailed that you are the the human chicken palmy, which <laughs> I can uh, I can put a rubber stamp on that one. The, the next topic, my friend, what is your guilty pleasure? Ooh, this is a, a tough one because I'm kind of like fundamentally opposed to guilty pleasures. Like I don't think people <laughs> should feel guilt over things that they genuinely love. But that's to put that to the side, um, and also putting aside throwing back to 8-bit cast secret shames where mm-hmm. I talked about eating the skittle that I found on the ground. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that was a cracker of an episode, by the way. One of the best. Go yeah, back and dig that up on the 8-bit cast RSS yeah. feed. I Because I kind of do feel a bit guilty about that. Um, but this one actually would probably be just how much I eat because I have a hard... like I have, I've realized that like it's a psychology that I feel like I have to finish... My, my serving mm-hmm. and if I get a large pizza I can easily eat like a full large pizza and I have to stop myself from doing it I, I'm with you there man I'm yeah. with you and um, they're, they're not a sponsor yet but Noom <laughs> the adverts for Noom on TV are always singling down to these certain things where they're like mm. oh yeah Jeff Jeff's been uh, you know had it instilled since childhood that he has to eat every portion on his plate and I'm like yeah I was like that for a while but I'll just eat till I'm full. So whether that be a pizza and a half or whether it be three slices, I'll just eat till I'm full. But uh, yes, that so that's your guilty what, pleasure. Yeah. I think that adds actually what made me think of it, to be honest. And yep. um, But yeah, even like going out, like ordering a meal, like yeah, we went out and ordered like way too much chicken, hot chicken when we went um, out in Melbourne. And yeah, I'm just like, I can't eat all this. Um but I'm going to try. <laughs> like, that's the, my mindset. And I could easily, like, sit down with, uh, you know, I've mentioned I love Skittles. I can easily just eat, like, a huge thing of them and just eat them all till they're gone. Um, it's it's just like, uh, I guess I, I, I can just, I can't stop myself sometimes. And um, it's, it's one of those things where it's hard because... Um, you're trying to stop when you're full, but you you know your stomach doesn't really send the message to your brain for ten minutes or something. That's true. So yeah, I'm I'm very much of the go hard in that first 10, 15 minutes until <laughs> the brain says, "Whoa, settle down there, cowboy," and then most of the time, then I'm I'm in a food coma because I've overindulged. But uh, mm. life is short, you know. You wanna you wanna enjoy yourself. So uh, so your guilty pleasure is, I guess, your lack of restraint and self-control sometimes like if there's a big feast in front of you you're going to do your absolute best to eat everything on that plate and i've got i've really got a sweet tooth as well so if i'm at work you know i work in like the corporate office of this hospital and they'll have like a spread with like four or five different types of slice you got like the 
mint slice, the Rocky Road, the vanilla slice, the caramel slice. And I'm like, I kind of want one of everything. <laughs> and Why I don't, not? If it's there, take I don't, it. Yeah. And then you get to the point where I'm at now after Christmas and the holiday season and holidays. And I'm like, stepping on the scales like, uh-oh, that's not meant to be that number. So I go back, like I, I do intermittent fasting where mm-hmm. I don't eat between like 8 p.m. and basically lunchtime the next day. And that's just to kind of... Um, to offset the five times yeah, the slice. <laughs> exactly. It's like an off... It is like an offset. It's like... I feel you. I feel you. I, I, tr- I do that like... I, I don't call it... It's like it's the same thing, but like I'll fall off the, off the tracks a few times mm-hmm. here or there where, yeah, I'll... Once I've had dinner, it's just water and maybe some black coffee or a cup of tea before bed and then... Avoid breakfast and then have have yeah coffee in the morning, black as well, and then yeah have have lunch or eleven o'clock maybe I'll have like a mm-hmm. brunch and now I'm just doing like I got this awesome blend jet like little single blender on the go so I've just been doing these smoothies for breakfast at the moment and it's it's a good nice. way to good way to sort of make myself feel a little better after eating half a Sal's New York pizza <laughs> and a pound of wings for dinner. Yeah, that's it. Good times, good times. Okay, so we're going to quickly shift into the rapid fire part of the podcast okay. here. So I've got a, a series of questions. I've got six in total here, JP. you uh, I don't think you've been prepared or vetted on these. So these are coming at you not. thick and fast and you just you shoot from the hip as we like to do here and uh, yeah, respond as best you can. You got, hey, what, you got the shoot from the hip drop handy or is that expelled? Um, One second. <laughs> Maybe that's the way I can weave that back into you gotta, this podcast. Yeah. You got to bring it back. You it's an take- absolute belter. <laughs> Brothers Osborne, shout out. But okay, JP, first rapid fire okay. question. How do you have your coffee? Uh, so if I'm not fasting, I have I have cappuccino. Mm-hmm. And at home, I, I make, I've got a coffee machine. I make like a real, I got this, you've seen my Spider-Man cup. It's like a pint size. It's a basically. big boy cup, yeah. Yeah, so I basically pour a shot and let, just let it run forever. And then I just fill it up with steamed milk and a bit of froth. So I'm not like super fussy about like the ratios and that kind of thing. Uh, as you would be if you went out and ordered a cappuccino, it'd be like very specific. Um, but I'm not a coffee snob, you know. If I'm at work, um, I'll save the money and just make an instant coffee. And I'm not Fair. fussed. Like I'm a man of simple... I, I, I describe myself as like a man of, of simple pleasures where like... I will settle for that if if it you know if that's what's available. I'm not gonna be like turn up my nose at it. But of course, I appreciate like a a good like barista made coffee. But some people are like no, I can't do anything except my specific type of yeah. almond milk at this particular beans. You know, it's like settle down, will you? Like you're handcuffing yourself to your own tastes, and it's like enjoy that, sure. But then you know you gotta. You gotta uh, slum it up every now and then. Yeah, and it's funny, like being being a new citizen of of Melbourne and Victoria, and I tell people that like my morning coffee is a is a Starbucks pod coffee. They're like, oh, what <laughs> what are you doing? Like, there's so many good cafes around you. I'm like, this tastes fine. This is exactly what I need when I want that just that simple long black style coffee to get me through the morning. And yeah, Starbucks yeah. blonde pods. They're they're my go to. I'm big fan. Big fan. Yep. You just want it while you're in your in your dressing gown at home like you just don't want to have to run off to the shops exactly coffee 
Exactly. All right, the next rapid fire question here, JP. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Banana, and it's very hard to find. Wow. Okay. I that's the not the last, but it would have been a very very distant thought for me as far as where you would have went. So so are you a big like banana paddle pop guy? I was, yeah. It's it's just I think it was like the Halls Gap ice creamery as a kid, like banana. That was like my thing. And there's a lot of flavors that I have like as my pairing. Like I go through like cookies and cream, you know, chalk mint. Uh, there's a lot of great flavors. Oh, so this is with the double scoop at the ice cream yeah, always, and a banana and then another? Always the double scoop going back to my guilty pleasures. Fair, um, fair. Waffle but, cone? Waffle cone or in yeah, the Yeah, got to go waffle cone yes. too. <laughs> But yeah, it's very hard to find um, a banana in this day and age. So I usually just end up um, having to, to not get it. I always look for it. It's, n- it's never there that I move on. But uh, That's a shame. That's a shame. So uh, ice cream shops, more banana flavor. Please and thank mm. you, says Australia's John O'Peck. All right, the next question. What's your Vegemite toast ratio? So we're talking like level mm-hmm. of Vegemite. Is it butter? Is it margarine? Is your toast really darkened? Is it light? Is it just warm bread? What's how? What's your dream piece of Vegemite toast? Yeah, well, I had a, a piece this morning, so I can describe it in detail. Um, I want my toast a little brown, um, you know, mostly brown around the middle, and then uh, definitely butter, and the butter goes across like the whole thing, and then the uh, the Vegemite is also spread across the whole thing, but it's not like. Uh, I want Vegemite consistently in every bite, but I don't want it thick. I want it thinly spread across the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, fair call. I'm, I'm, I'm. If if you if I was there this morning and you made me that piece of toast, I would be a very happy boy because that's exactly how I like my veggie toast. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's kind of like you know, there's clouds, like a storm cloud, and that's like just the thick Vegemite. Mm-hmm. But you know, the clouds you can kind of see through. That's what I want. I don't know if that's like a cumulonimbus or a nimbus stratus, but it's one of those, JP. It's it's one of those. None of those translucent clouds. All right, the next question. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Yes. Yes. Enough said. Yeah, enough said. Okay, the next question. This is sort of like a two-parter in the rapid fire. So what's your favorite fast food chain? And then subsequently, what is your go-to order from said fast food chain? Ooh, fast food chains. Um, this is tough because we we have to rank them at some point and I haven't done the that in my head already, so I'm not sure where to go with this. What, what are we considering a chain? Like a, a national, international or like local? I, I think national slash... Like you can't say Sid's Fish and Chip Shop around the yeah. corner. Like <laughs> if it's your, your McDonald's, your Subway's, your Porto's, your Red Roosters, your KFC's, or if you wanted to go worldwide and, and dip into mm. America, you're welcome to as well. Or wherever you've been in the world or whatever cuisine you've tried. But anything that I guess is more widely accessible than just your local corner shop. Sure. I'm sure there's things that are better and I'm forgetting them. But the f- I have to go with the first thing that came to my head. It's meant to be rapid fire. So I'll just go with the good old Zinger box at KFC. It's hard, cool. to, hard to beat. Like The thing that I appreciate about KFC, going back to my guilty pleasures, is that it's a lot of food compared to your basic other, like Hungry Jacks and, and Maccas. It's kind of like the burger and the chips and a drink, and that's it. Whereas KFC, you get the burger, you get a couple of wings, you get like the potato and gravy, you got the chips, you know, or you might get a roll, a dinner roll or whatever it is. And I feel like I'm always 
more than like full yeah <laughs> after kfc <laughs> you rarely finish a kfc feast still hungry you yes. are very Correct. very comfortable on the couch or on the bed or wherever you are after finishing that meal and you're very satisfied and yeah, sluggish you, you might not feel great uh let's be honest but um yeah you, you're not going to be hungry Okay, so the KFC with the ultimate zinger box is your your combo there. All right, so so keeping things moving, we're going to jump into the third topic. All right. And that is, what's your weird food habit or habits? Mm. So there's two things that I'll, I'll bring to this one. So the first one is something that I never thought was weird, but I've, it's been pointed out to me, which is always like a great sign. I'm excited for this. <laughs> is... Especially with Thai food, I don't like my dishes to mix. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. You, know, you, okay. you go, you order your pad thai, you get your green curry, you got your chicken cashews or whatever. You're putting it all on the plate. And I just, I do not want my green curry sauce to mix with my pad thai. I don't want it to mix with my chicken cashew. Like, they're three distinct flavors. And the idea of the mixing together, I'm just like, nah, I got to separate them. And my, my mom's worked a lot with like children with autism. So she likes to point out to me that that's a trait that's very common. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> amongst, amongst them is like food can't touch. Um, so yeah, that, that's that. There's, there's occasional things where like it enhances the other flavors, but I feel like those, that those kinds of dishes are very saucy and flavorsome and I just can't. I just don't like the idea of the mixing. And so, even do, if- do you run one of those like kitty divider plates that have got <laughs> sort of like little cross down the middle? I don't. I kind of just try my best to to leave enough space in between that the sauce won't, you know, run. Big big bit of like maybe some white rice in the middle to soak it up. Oh, There's yep, like a, yep. A that was going to be my next question. I'm like, <laughs> if you were to sort of order some fried rice and then you had beef and black bean or Mongolian mm. lamb or whatever, would you want that? Um, separate as well or would you not have an uh, issue with some of that flavor sort of leaking into the fried rice no nah, i think the fried rice isn't as like full of sauce and that kind of thing so it's okay to kind of mix and and pick up like aromas from the others fair uh but even like we got asked to make like a fruit salad for uh like a christmas lunch the other day and i was like the idea of a fruit salad to me is disgusting because it is all those flavors like and juices running together. Like you got your pineapple in there, your watermelon, bits of apple and orange or whatever. And it's like, I don't want all that stuff like mixed together. But then I, I guess we do mix them together in a smoothie. So maybe that's kind of making the argument fall apart. It's just the idea. Of well, it, you, you don't like that middle step. If, if, you, if that was mixed together and then blended, you're like, yeah, it's fine. But if yeah. it's just in the bowl or in the blender still, you wouldn't want it. But I, you know, it, it all sits at the sediment at the bottom. Like I doubt that'd be too tasty on its own getting all those juices but i'm, I'm a sucker for a good fruit salad if, if there's rock melon in it though get out rock melon sucks yeah i do not like that fruit at all yeah no. it does not belong in a fruit salad yet it's in every single fruit salad you'll ever have in your life it feels like there's always a healthy serving of rock melon i don't know if it's because it's well priced so you you just chuck it in there as some filler because strawberries and all the other berries and stuff are a bit more expensive. I don't know. But rock think, melon, get out of here. Yeah, people just want like the color combinations with these things. I oh, yeah. Yep. They're going, oh, you got to have a bit of like, even like, you know, you put food on your plate at a buffet and people will go, oh, like there's not much green on your plate or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, 
because it's all meat yeah, and. <laughs> <Or> p- and potatoes <laughs> it's like it's all browns and, and yellows um anyway uh, my other secret no well up to food habits my other weird food habits is as you know like i, I like to put hot sauce and spice on everything mm-hmm. so spag bowl like i'll put some cayenne pepper in there to make it a bit hotter a ham and cheese sandwich i'd put hot sauce and jalapenos in there even if hannah made me like a quiche or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Spicy I'd be, quiche. I'd put like some hot sriracha on the side and and go that way. Sausage rolls. I'll add a little bit of like hot sauce. There's certain things that call for just tomato sauce, like you know fish and chips or meat pie or something. Like I'm not going to put hot sauce on that. But generally speaking, like if I'm making a wrap or a sandwich, it's going to have hot sauce. Um, if I'm going to Subway, whatever sandwich I get, it's going to have hot sauce. I just. Okay have developed an addiction to um to setting my taste buds on fire in the last like 10 years and i yeah. came to it i came to it really late like i didn't eat a jalapeno till like four or five years ago and now i eat them like every day yeah, you told me that you like that whole <laughs> apple a day keeps the doctor away it's it's a jalapeno in your in your instance here like you, you love these little things i do i don't know if it's good for me because i i like in in lockdowns i started developing like mouth ulcers maybe it was like partial stress related but i did do some research and like s- spicy acidic foods apparently can cause them or they're not they're not they don't help at least mm. but i was just like oh well i'm not gonna stop eating them <laughs> yeah i love them too much <laughs> yeah and then, then you just your mouth is swimming in ulcers because you're chewing on jalapenos yeah. every day that's it all right so the last topic for the podcast jp it's a simple one but it is what is your favorite food or dish so when you when you're sitting there thinking this could be my last meal or this is just happiness on a plate for me what's your favorite dish what's the food that comes to mind in Mm. front of you this is a tough one because sometimes you're just in the mood for things so i guess you got to take that out of the equation because we could be here all day but Again, like I said, with the the KFC thing, what comes to mind first? And it's just a a big old plate of wings, chicken wings. Definitely um, the food that I crave the most, I think. And that when I go out and it's like a new restaurant, I'll check if they got wings, got to try them out, see see what they're like, compare them to other wings. And you mentioned Hot Chicken Project off the top, which is our Geelong... uh, what would you call it? Institution. Institution, it is great. Yeah. <laughs> it is really good. And we're going to, tonight we're going out for Mexican food at the place across from there. And I'm just going to be wishing that I was at Hot Chicken Project. But <laughs> Nose up against the window, just staring <laughs> in, tears yeah. rolling down your cheeks. Unfortunately, my wife doesn't share my love for wings. So I usually just get them to myself. But yeah, uh, you know that you can cook them at home, and they're almost as good as going out. Sometimes uh, it's quite an easy thing to do with the buffalo sauce, and you know I throw in my own kind of recipe with the sauces and make something tasty, and it's just a good time. And I love, you know, eating those wings clean. Hell yeah! How, are you more of a uh, a drum or a flat guy as far as the wings? Which is your preferred piece? Uh, the flat, yeah. I'd say, but um. I'm not fussy again. Any wing is a good wing, in our opinion. That's it. As long as it's dried and crumbed right and, you know, 
the the right sauce. They're so good. They're so. I'm just thinking like I I just love a yeah a good a good breaded wing. Like when I do my wings at home, super simple. Couple of spices mixed in with some flour. Roll them in there. Cook them in canola oil. Chuck them out into another pan with some buffalo sauce. If I want to make the buffalo sauce, I'll do it. But for the most part, I'll just buy the sweet baby Ray's buffalo and just pour some in. Just toss them through, and happy days. Serve that on a side with uh, crunchy salads, and away you go. Getting the air fryer at home has been like a bit of a game changer as well. Like it can really um, step things up with when it comes to wings and and that kind of food at home. Yeah, I, I still just I just can't go past the the shallow fry and canola oil for my wings. I haven't tried them in the air fryer yet, so I can't yeah. can't pass judgment. Yeah. So JP, that brings us to the end of another episode of Bitecast. Is there anything you wanted to plug or shout out or just talk about for these last uh, last dying seconds? The floor is yours, uh, good sir. No, I think I think that people know where to find me by now. Comedy Rewind, putting in work and uh, all things eight bit, I suppose, and. Just really keen, mostly for people to listen to this podcast now because it's the new, it's a brand new thing. It's fun. We're going to do so many cool stuff, uh, so much cool stuff, I should say, when it comes to food. So yeah, get it in you. That's it. It's it's just a it's just a good bit of fun, you know. We talk about food off the cuff enough on all our other projects. Let's just all funnel that into into Bitecast and see what we can do with it. We've got, we've got so many guests booked. Uh, we've got so many episodes already recorded slash in the pipe that are going to be coming out on, uh, you know, in the, in this quarter, mm. which is going to be very exciting and yeah, a whole host of things to tackle. So, uh, yeah, you can find Jono at Jono himself. You can find myself at Brendan 8-Bit. You can find us all as a whole at We Are 8-Bit. But playing us out today is an absolute classic commercial from 1992 starring the Milky Bar Kid. The kitchen is now closed, so please settle your tab, tip your waiter, and be safe. Much love and stay hungry. Now the man they call the sheriff was a low-down, dirty rat. Mean as a rattlesnake, why he once stole a hat. If he passed by your way, better watch out there you see. So the town called for help, and along came me. It's the milk of our kid. The milk of our kid is strong and tough, and only the best is good enough. The creamiest milk, the whitest bar, the cleanest that's in Milky Bar. The Milky Bars are on me. Milky Bar, so creamy white, nestled Milky Bars. Milky Bars are on me.